10 minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro with our headlines. And tonight, uh, yeah, we take a look at uh, the latest outcome coming out of the Supreme Court of Appeal in the case involving the expulsion and lifetime ban of Yolanda Tianji and who uh, was permanently excluded from the university in 2017 after she was found guilty in a disciplinary hearing of kidnapping, assault, insubordination and defamation during the so-called Rhodes Reference List uh, anti-rape protests at the university in 2016. Now, kidnapping, assault and defamation. Insubordination is one I always find quite unsettling. I mean, okay, but story for another day. Yolanda joins me now on the line uh, to tell us a bit more about, I guess, the background and the context to this particular matter, which uh, unfolded in what became later known as the hashtag RU reference list protests, uh, which uh, included uh, a um, process here of revealing a list of named students who were accused of sexual harassment and rape uh, on the uh, Eastern Cape-based campus. And uh, Yolanda joins me now on the line uh, to talk through around the circumstances that, of course, uh, gave rise to this a judgment by the SCA earlier on today. Yolanda, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga. Good evening to your um, listeners and thank you very much for having me this yeah, evening. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. I would certainly expect you to be very happy at the outcome uh, of the SCA. It's been a long mm-hmm. few years for you. Uh, just for the yes. purposes of some of our listeners, maybe take us back uh, to uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the circumstances here that initially gave rise to the interdict against yourself uh, mm-hmm. um, as part of the hashtag are you referenceless protests? Mm. Um, okay, so I mean, in 2016, the anti culture protest erupted at Rhodes University under the hashtag are you referenceless? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole, there's a huge archive, uh, digital archive on the internet. Um, of, of these protests, you know, it was, it was largely um, public, uh, publicized. Um, it, it happened on the 17th of April that was triggered by a list of 11 names that were circulated on social media anonymously. Um, I also just would like to put forward that um, please do mind my voice or how my sound right now. I'm just really tired from the adrenaline rush that oh, I've been going through today from crying and just yes. also being overly joyed, you know. Um, so, yeah, but in any case, this list circulated on social media and it obviously then caused uh, a reaction from mostly women students and other marginalized groups, including the LGBTQI community. And so there's a response, you know, to just what was already known. There's, I just I wouldn't want to get into that in depth because there is a huge archive uh, around that online. But, um, you know, my whole history with Rhodes University uh, comes, stems from that. I was an involved student activist from Sisma School and going into the anti-rape culture protest in 2016 in April, um, which, you know, we were really just um, spotlighting, you know, the issue of the fact that we were not safe, we were not safe on campus. You know, there was an issue of, of rape culture. Um, we were not happy with the policies that were um, and probably still are currently in place, just the response that the institution's management and even those above it, you know, you could even look at the, the Department of Higher Education as well. Um, just the response that 
those who are in power were really giving to this crisis that we were saying we are experiencing. This is our lived experience and we're not safe. We need, um, we need better interventions, a better response and prevention measures towards this crisis, right? And obviously South Africa is a, is a, is a highly, we, we know the statistics. We live in a violent society. We know the experiences, the lived experiences of people, men, women, queer people, just everybody. Um, and so it was, it was really just, we were also, those 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 rape culture protests are just really a microscopic view um, into the greater picture of, of you know the crisis of of, gen, of sexual and gender based violence in South Africa. So the response wasn't adequate, um, obviously. But then you know the university responded in its own way and it, it targeted a number of students, women students at that, um, of which I was one of them, and it instigated a number of uh, it was instigated. A disciplinary hearing um, as a result of these allegations that were brought forward that I was charged with, mm. uh, as you mentioned before, uh, what is this? Is kidnapping, uh, assault, defamation, and insubordination. You know, insubordination, Yolanda. Because I mean, the other ones mm. I, I understand, but I mean, what is insubordination in this context? What did you yes. chat somebody? <laughs> like, what happened? Okay. Okay, so for the Elanto insubordination in the context of my charges and how they were presented to me was that I was insubordinate to the vice chancellor, Dr. Susan Mabibela. And 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 by apparently doing what? By what? I was insubordinate in that I did not at some point in during the protest it is alleged that I refused to listen to instructions um that were given by the the the, the, the vice chancellor and his colleagues. So look, um, you know, all of these things were things that would have and should have been discussed and and measured and weighed in the disciplinary hearing, mm. like um, whether there was any facts or truth to it or not. Um, and I think that's the whole point of where we are today is that I was never afforded the opportunity to uh, testify against these allegations. Mm. I was never afforded the opportunity to bring forth my, my own evidence to tell my side of the story um, and to cross-examine the so-called evidence that the university had in the disciplinary hearing. And, and they found me they found me guilty. They found me guilty in my absence and the absence of my legal counsel. And this was in 2017, nearly a year later, after the state protests in which these said allegations uh, have arisen from, right? I was I kidnapped these innocent men. I assaulted. I I was insubordinate to a, a male figure, a, a, the, the principal, the vice chancellor. I, you know, all of these things, and I was crucified. I was I've had my 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 character assassinated through media. Um, through, you know, led by the university. Um, but we're here today, and for me, it's just, I'm happy. You know, like, if anything, I'm really happy. I'm overjoyed. Um, yeah, and I'm really happy with the, 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 the judgment mm. or how the, the, the Supreme Court has weighed in on the matter. Because at the end of the day, for all the times I've appeared, I've stated my truth publicly in the courts, it's the fact that how could you exclude me and find me guilty without having me say my share and bring forth my evidence and for me to say I don't agree or agree to this. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's my right. Mm. It's a constitutional right for me to be granted a stay of a, 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 a disciplinary hearing, procedural, procedural fairness. That's procedural fairness. That's what we were arguing. One of our arguments at the courts. 
throughout all these years, nothing has changed. We've been consistent in our argument. We've been consistent in our fight. And those have said this and that. And, you know, they, they just came for my character. And I'm just here. I'm happy. And God knows the truth really has prevailed. So, yeah. Mm. I mean, what do you make of the... Or maybe before I get to that, because I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot procedurally... Um, mm. question marks around the, the, this process and I'd be interested to hear your views on the statement the university put out earlier on today but just in oh, one I case I mean, uh, before we get to the statement um, how far along with your studies were you uh, when yes. I guess these uh, charges were leveled against you yes um, I was in my third year I was in my third final year undergrad I was doing a bachelor of arts in uh, double majoring in politics and international, rela- international relations as well as drama studies. Um, I had two exams the following week. I got excluded on the 17th of November, which was a Friday. And the following week, I would have had my two final exams. And it would have been, I would have been waiting for my final, you know, year exams and hoping to graduate. In, um, yeah, and so that, that's what happened. I was... Excluded in my extension, I was sent an email. I mean, it, I was first alerted about like a week before my, 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 my lawyer said, look, this is what has happened. The university has gone forward and they've decided to give it, the proctor has decided to give a judgment in our absence and, uh, because we had told the people, my lawyers had told the, everybody, the council, everyone that was present, Rose's council, that look, we are not present on these days that you guys are bringing forward sometime at the end of October. They had other priorities and these people are representing Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa were are representing me pro bono. Mm-hmm. I don't have the luxuries as well as a client just like call the shots. These people had other priorities, other people and other things to attend to and they were not available on the specific dates that the university wanted the the, the the hearing to proceed. Because this had been a long, on, long going process. It wasn't just a matter of a week, it's been months of firstly months of preparing, then months of sitting, missing out on school. I was missing out on lectures. I'm missing out on days of study. I'm missing out on exams. The university was insisting that I miss I, I should miss an exam date sometime in November. So I should go listen to all of these 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 allegations that are being labeled against me in this disciplinary hearing. And like already there were so many things that were wrong that we were that we were already um you know, contesting against and raising throughout the whole process over the months, such as bias from the talk side that we thought that there was a level of bias coming from this man, Wayne Hutchinson. So, look, uh, I'm very emotional right now and very angry to think about the trauma that I've had to go through from just 2017, the days that I missed out on school with just everything, to the day that I was excluded on a Friday and I, and I was told by end of business, by 5 p.m., I need to have vacated school premises, you know, and thank God I wasn't living on campus. I had already moved out at the end of some time, and I was living off campus. So my fingerprints weren't working after 5, everything. I was no longer a student by 5 p.m. on the 17th of November. And, and, and then everything started crumbling from then. We started figuring things out with my, my legal team, and we approached the high court with an urgent interdict to try to put aside that judgment that, I, that was handed down then on the 17th. We went there, we did everything, but still, I lost. And I've been losing and losing. It was only until 2020 where I felt like when, we appear, when, when that, 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 that DPJ, Deputy President, I don't even know, the chief, whatever, some judge in Grahamstown, where he also decided that, you know, it's fine, I grant this appeal, let's go to the Supreme Court. Mm. 
because maybe I could have erred, erred, whatever the term is, in my in my view and range between. Yeah, I understand by Yininyaga. Yininyaga, it's been years that I've been going in. From first 2016, when I was interdicted, because it started with an interdict during the protest, the university wanted to shut down everything. They named me as one of the, 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 the three named respondents, myself and two other women, Smamkele Heleni and Sean Ferguson, who were one of the three named, who were the three named students. University started targeting women. Instead of addressing the issue of rape culture, instead of wanting to sit down and meet with students to actually listen to our, 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 our cries, our demands, our concerns, what is it that we can do to actually really address this crisis to be leaders? Right? Leaders. No. They, they, they decided to, to bring in force. They, 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 they stopped us. They, they, they took a court order. They brought police. They shot at students. They arrested students. It's trauma. And it's been documented everywhere. And I'm just so happy that today, the Take your time. I'm just so happy that today the truth has come out because it's like, oh, women are capable of, of kidnapping men. Is this how you want to go about your protest? Is this how we should address gender-based violence? Excuse me, we've been raped. Do you understand? People have been raped. People have been abused in their dorms. People are abused. People have died. People have, you know, taken their lives because there's no justice in the country. People are being shot, pregnant, hanged on trees. What more must we do? For, you know, for people to understand that we're not saying that we're just, we need things, we need action. We need, mm. we need a mentality to change. Yolanda. We don't need to be, we don't need to be villainized. Yeah. We will not trying we're not trying, but here's our truth. This is our truth. Sure. And it was the truth in 2016. It was my truth in 2017. It was never the road roads truth. It's my truth today. And I'm just mm. very happy. Sure, sure. Yolanda, I mean, you know, I said earlier on, I'm quite interested in hearing your thoughts on the statement that the university put out earlier on today. And let me maybe just Oh, read. I didn't see it, but I'm sorry for interjecting. I just, I didn't read it. Let's do this. Let, let me read it for you. Let, let me read, I guess, the part, uh, probably the last yeah. four paragraphs of it, because I do think there's something there that I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on. So it reads as follows. The matter has dragged on for too long, and this has never yeah. been our wish. We will consider the guidance provided by the court very carefully and determine a way forward accordingly. The university Mm. views any offense that involves sexual and or gender-based violence in a serious light and deals with such offenses with urgency. The university also recognizes and supports the right to peaceful protest. We will, however, not condone vigilantism and violent crimes in furtherance of such protest. The necessary Mm. activism against gender-based violence cannot be used as a cover to operate outside of the constitution and violate mm. other citizens' rights. The facts mm. in the case had earlier warranted the Gramstown High Court granting an interdict against Ms. Tianqi in 2017. Mm. The interdict mm. dealt with the same charges that Ms. Tianqi faced in the independent hearing, namely mm. kidnapping, assault, insubordination, and defamation. And Ms. Tianqi appealed and lost against the interdict of the Gramstown High Court, Supreme Court of Appeal, and in a unanimous ruling by the Constitutional Court. Just that last paragraph. I mean, what do you make of that statement? And I and I find the last sentence rather suspicious, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, I mean, it's a long statement, you know, a lot of words. But like the only thing I can say is that the Rhodes, uh, the Rhodes University as a brand, as an institution, historically, currently, they are hypocrites. It shocks me that they say they care or something. I don't know. Look, I haven't read the statement. I don't follow them on my social media. 
like I just I removed myself from that toxicity. Could not care less what they have to say. Um, but it's just lies. They don't care about rape culture. Or, or, the thing is, you know, there's numerous times I've been, they've been quoted that, no, Ms. Ganky has been um, excluded not for protest action or whatever, but for criminal, criminal activity. But that's not the case. It's, 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 and, and even today it's been said, it's not that I was excluded because Rose instituted a discipline sharing of which everything was in their favor. They ensured that I would get excluded without uh, creating grounds for a procedurally fair process for every party involved. That's just the matter. And now that they've, they've been held accountable, now that the truth has come to light, they're obviously going to I don't care what Rose has to say. Like, I really don't care. And I, I really want it to be a thing. Like, it's okay for me not to care. Um, they're liars. And it's okay. You know, they have, like, I will wait for whatever things lie ahead. Um... But, yeah, you know, like, Rose doesn't care about rape culture. It's just in 2018, just after my exclusion, just after my exclusion, we had the case of the late Kenzani Masego. There was other cases of just last year in 2021. There's the case of another student, a lecturer who's not been suspended. They know this themselves because they released the statement. Lecturers are being put on leave for whatever they call it because they've been investigated for sexual assault. So, like, yes, they're trying. But the thing is, there's, there's things that they're not doing. Um, and uh, it's not enough. And I really could not care about those. Like, I, I don't care about those. Mm-hmm. Everyone, with all respect. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah I, really. I mean, they have their say. Yeah. They say things that they want to say. They have they, it's their right to to respond yeah. to the judgment, you know, and this is my right to respond to their statement. Sure. I really don't care what Rhodes has to say. Yeah. The courts have said this, and we will see what happens. What lies ahead might be the follow-up. I don't know what lies ahead. It's about a 20-day period uh, that they have to be uh, able to respond. Maybe if they want to go forward and appeal, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. But the judgment clearly says that Rhodes needs to go back. It's in the court. Do they want to go forward and um, go back to the disciplinary hearing? I'm not saying no. We can go back to the disciplinary hearing. That was the whole point. The whole point was you cannot exclude me without me saying my side of the story and bringing forth my evidence. That's it. That's it. So if you really care about justice and the law, then why didn't you enact the law and ensure that the law was, you know, safe for everybody, yeah. but you ensure that it's only safe because you want to cover. Sure. And the only thing they care about as a brand is their brand being tarnished. At the end of the day, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed across all institutions of high learning in this country. And that shouldn't even be like a fairy tale, like, like this is a, a, a like, this is a reality. You know, I don't care what Rhodes has to say because it's just about the media and their reputation and the brand and PR. But the reality is that we are not safe as women and, you know, they targeted me and that's it. <laughs> I told, I fought back. I fought back because it wasn't fair. I knew my truth. Mm. And that's just it. Yeah. I just knew the truth. The truth was on the record. Everyone who wants to read the record, you yourself can go read the record. It's on my lawyer's paper, it's lawyer's website. It's on every, it's on the Supreme Court. So the high, every single court, I've been to the high court, I've been to the Supreme Court, I've been to the concourse, you know, like, it's yeah. every, it's there. So, guess, you know, that's it, I don't care about those. Yeah, I mean, kudos to, um, you know, the group there out at the Socioeconomic Research Institute. Uh, you yeah. know, have held space for you in, in um, you know, in this matter from the beginning. And I think it, it speaks volumes about the quality of pro bono legal support uh, that is on offer. Yeah. 
from very progressive lawyers and we say kudos yes. to them. But maybe just the last one uh, and we are unfortunately running out of time. Um, just, you know, for the purposes of our listeners, since 2017, have you had an opportunity to get into any learning or was this lifetime mm. ban something that also banned you from other institutions? Because I think many of our mm-hmm. listeners would be interested in hearing whether or not you've been able to go back, complete some of the courses and uh, effectively get your qualification. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a lifetime academic exclusion. And because the, the, those, and those charges, the, um, the four charges of criminal charges, mind you, are never arrested. So, Rose is running its own kind of court and can bring up criminal charges. But it's okay. Those, those charges, they reflected on my transcripts, which obviously made it even harder for me to apply. Like, no university would want to touch me. I was academically excluded for life at Rose and with all of these other things and my name being tarnished. So, um, it was very hard for me to go back to school. I, between 18, 19, 20, I was out of school. I enrolled at UNISA last year as a result of um, high-level intervention from certain um, activists and academics um, who intervened and really were showing their solidarity and support towards me. And they helped, you know, they, were, they literally realized that, like, I should, my future can't stop because of the act of roads. Like, I am entitled, like every other South African or every other citizen in this country, entitled to a higher education if I, I qualify. Yolanda. And so Yolanda. with those interventions, sorry, I made Yolanda. it through to sorry, NISA. I, I, I am registered as NISA, but like, yeah. S- sorry, I need us to pause because and and Finland we tell So hold the line there for me for a second. Let's take these ads and then. Yeah, 14 minutes it is after 8 p.m. and uh, yeah, Yolanda, I wanted us to pause there at the at the end, uh, just as you were talking through, I guess, uh, your response there, and maybe you might just have to repeat it slightly because uh, mm. we uh, we're nearing an ad break and the is Kabeke. So I didn't want, uh, you know, to, to, to have that uh, response chopped off. So maybe if you can just give us that response. I mean, I think you, you'd indicated that in many ways this was a lifetime ban and uh, had an impact mm-hmm. on your ability to uh, take up study with other institutions. But you also mentioned mm-hmm. UNISA. Yes, sorry. I was saying that, um, thank you, Ebon. I was saying that, you know, me being where I'm at right now, um, I, I mean, I've completed a first year as a registered student at UNISA, which this was only, I only got registered last year, which is like three years after my lifetime exclusion. But this is all thanks to um, interventions from supportive academics and high-level academics and activists who were on my side who thought like my future, my academic future, you know, my education shouldn't start because of this judgment and because they understood and they, they really were supporting and they understood the intricacies of the case. And so I, I was registered last year, but you know, the issue of fees, how, the cost of education in the country are you know, still a problem. I am hoping to continue my second year this year, but I am registered at UNISA. Um, if I want to, should I want to, I want to go back to Rhodes. This was never really about going back to Rhodes, although it, it should be my, it should be every, it's it, my right as everybody else is, mm. um, to go to Rhodes University because it is a public institution. Oh, so I should have never been academically excluded for life for criminal charges. Like the whole thing doesn't even make sense. I was excluded for, for criminal charges, but academically excluded. And, you know, there's one of the harshest 
sanctions a judgment that the university has ever given up, even for rape. Yes, the University Road has acted on incidences of sexual assault. No one's going to take that away, um, but it's not fair as monumental or historical in any way. But the point is, in those very minimal sanctions that they did give out, people have been excluded for 10 years for rape or sexual assault. Others, you are protesting for people being given two hours two hours for community service. You go work in the kitchens because you were found guilty for, for sexual, harass, sexual harassment. This is what we were saying in 2016. And then I get an academic, uh, academic lifetime exclusion for my, my alleged involvement in the protest and for holding the university accountable to act and failing to act. So it's just a problem in the law, you know, and I re- yeah, that's just it. The university still fails to admit that they erred or erred, erred, whatever, long or they were wrong. They refused to admit that they were wrong. And yeah, that's it. Awesome. Yolanda, as long as we don't owe them any good English, you know. Oh, you lost. <laughs> thank you. Yolanda, thank you very much, uh, uh, you know, for sharing uh, so courageously your story with us tonight. Um, and I wish thank you all you of the, the best. Um, and as you say, you know, you, you are well within your rights, even if Funubuyela wrote to do so. It's a yeah, institution. And uh, mm. I want to thank you for sharing your story with us tonight and uh, wish you all of the best. And once again, congratulations on this outcome, uh, which effectively vindicates you. And uh, yeah, all of the best once again. Thank you very much. Yolanda Janji there, uh, yeah, speaking to us uh, on the back of uh, that outcome of the Supreme Court of Appeal judgment. Uh, do check out my timeline there on at AY Tawe. Uh, we have retweeted uh, from the account of the Supreme Court of Appeal the media summary there of the Yolanda Janji versus Rhodes University and others case. Uh, there, yeah, 29 March 2022, SCA upholding the appeal by the appellant with costs, including the cost of two counsel and uh, repealing the order of uh, the court. Uh, there yeah do let us know some of your thoughts on that and uh, you can reach us on our voice note line and uh, also on our studio line zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven.